right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Good evening, Katie. Happy Taco Tuesday, Monica. Oh, man. It was a happy Taco Tuesday. I feel so full, complete. Mm. I wonder how many other people were eating tacos on Tuesday as we were. I love it. As you do. As you do. Mm -hmm. It's been branded into our brands. I feel like there should also be a cat holding the taco. Yes. With taco cats. Um, yeah. What is it? An anagram when they're spelled frontwards as backwards? Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's a fun one. Mm -hmm. Satan oscillate my metallic sonatas. Oh, yeah. It's another just casual anagram. <laughs> that yeah. was fun when we sent Taco Cat back and forth through text, and then you sent that, and I was like, whoa, what is this? And it was you... written on a uh, college <laughs> professor's chalkboard, which is pretty interesting. Mm hmm. A little brain teaser. Anyway. Well, my uh, taco I was eating it. Um, you know how you fill it. We had all those toppings. Oh, I saw how you filled it. It was stuffed. It was stuffed, and it of course mid bite it broke, and you know it all fell onto my plate, and I had all these pieces of taco filling, delicious and taco outing, and and I tried to like use my bean. My refried black bean, that is, to like stick my taco see where you're going with this. together. And it was just as good, if not better, after the hodgepodging together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just random, I know, completely out of the well, blue. Well, it's not totally random, Monica, because it's perfectly tied into something <laughs> we were going to talk about today. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like you planned it. <laughs> I think it was subconscious. <laughs> What she's talking about is Kintsugi. I think that's how we pronounce it. We watched a pronunciation video. <laughs> Kintsugi. No, she said like king. Ki yeah, that's what she said. Okay. Kin. Kin. Yeah. Kintsugi. Kintsugi. Okay. Golden rejoining. Yes. So last week we were talking about Wabi Sabi. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We Anything could happen. decided on a post that I thought depicted Wabi Sabi. Monica found it. I mm -hmm. put it up and then looked into it. And no, it wasn't about Wabi Sabi. It was about a different Japanese worldview called Kintsugi. Yes. So they have a belief that treats this breakage, like say you had a, a pot or a nice um, dish or something and, and it breaks and... Uh, some people might just toss it or think, well, this no longer can serve its purpose. It's broken. It's not valuable to us anymore. Right. And so they would use gold to fill its cracks and rejoin this, what was once thought to be irreparable damage is now made whole again. And is even more valuable, in fact, is that gorgeous art piece with the gold inlaid there mm -hmm. than the piece was before it was broken. So this concept that what is broken can become made whole and then can shine even brighter yeah. than its original unbroken state. Mm -hmm. How cool. And to not try to hide that history of having been broken. You know, so often 
when something doesn't go right or we have a crazy misstep, we kind of want to just sweep it under the rug and act like that didn't happen. Everything's good. I'm fine. Nothing is fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, you know, if we could look at it as a, a reverence, like the battle scars, you know, that type yes. of a thing, like not looking at your scars as a something to hide. And then in that we become even more, that resilience brings us more beauty and strength. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that is great. Wabi Sabi, this imperfect part of being perfect. Kintsugi. 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 The state of being broken and then becoming more amazing. Ah, so cool. I love that because so often we are, when we mess up, we feel like it's, it. you can't go back from that. And it's, you know, so many cultures do kind of shame fault and error and mm-hmm. and so kids as they're growing up and I know you know people me even we uh <laughs> we're afraid to to make a mistake yeah I, f- I totally feel what you're saying and in, in society it's so often that when we make a mistake there's all these really terrible consequences mm-hmm. and you're put down I'm and be isolated you're grounded go sit in your room and think about what you've done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and while those might be good tactics for learning discipline. a lesson and mm-hmm. discipline it can also really you know damage you on a soul level if those things happen enough and especially for you know if your consequences aren't really just or you're feeling shame about that activity and even How- something simple like um maybe you did a art or a writing project in school when you were a youngster and you had to write some silly thing and you stood up and read the thing and you got maybe a bad grade or someone laughed at your story or something silly happened to this story that never really mattered in the first place. Really, it doesn't ever, you know, it doesn't matter now, but it's maybe set a tone, a precedent for you to now even however many years later it's been not want to write, to not trust your gut or similarly... When a kid is told they can't carry a tune, that that youngster will not want to sing as an adult ever. They're going to be like, oh, I can't sing. Right. Yeah. That's the saddest thing. That is sad. Can't write, can't sing, can't draw because someone, some weird authority figure in your beautiful, moldable baby mind set was, uh, maybe not a baby, but you know, baby <laughs> mind. You were not of an age that could recognize that their opinion doesn't matter. That doesn't validate my talent or my worth. And I think a lot of the time it's our it's our peers even and not even the parenting necessarily, but the people we're around so often our tribe can be what, you know, when we're little, we don't know. They can really tear us down or some of and us are so lucky to have one that builds us up. Mm-hmm. With saying all of that, I think a lot of the time all that stuff just, you know, those things can happen in our childhood and whether it's even known or not, but being able to realize I am imperfect and my flaws can make me more beautiful. And I think that's important for us to all remember. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yes, we read about this really cool tribe in Africa called the Babimba tribe. And when they have, when anyone in the tribe makes an unjust unfair decision that has some pretty big consequences mm-hmm. maybe this, something that some people would deem unforgivable even right, yes. like something that they, is not cool man like you really just messed up we should probably exile you no actually let's not exile you out of our community let's instead do the exact opposite this tribe's 
really cool method of righting this person's wrong is to put them in the center of the tribe. And, and everybody have... stops what they're doing. Like they, they call, it's like a, I would call it a ceremony thing, yeah, though that wasn't worded like that. But a, it feels ceremonial because it, it could last several last days. Several days, that's right. So um, this person is standing in the center of the tribe. Everyone quits what they're doing, goes up to the person one by one, tells this person a very detailed memory they have of when the person was being awesome (laughs) and until they can't think of anything else like they lay down all the good bricks like every single thing that person has done in your memory you're gonna go different times of the day and walk up to them and just give them a high five do you remember that time Mm -hmm. you took off your shoes and gave them to me because my feet hurt Mm -hmm. that was so friendly Mm -hmm. the tennis shoes were red thanks man (laughs) just like that and then so that takes that to a whole level of that's not you. We know that's not you. That's just a phase you were in and this is where you are and we know you and now you can see you mm-hmm. through the way that we see you. And that's just filling it up with love. I just love that. It's so cool. It kind of reminds me in a weird way about I remember um, in nursing school, I always heard about nurses eat their young how horrible that nurses as they're training other nurses it's like it not so much these days we've kind of changed the way that went but for many 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 years like being trained to be a nurse was extremely shameful you were put down for the mistakes you made it was really difficult yet doctors on the other hand are in their residency programs and they are completely surrounded by these experienced physicians who are giving them all this nurturing and all this love and all this support. And um, I'm not saying that this is, you know, necessarily true all across the board, but that was just kind of the general rule of thumb of Mm -hmm. how these two professions raised up their little babies, Mm -hmm. which is terrible uh, for the nursing side. Um, And so there are all of these um, internship programs now for for new nurses as they join the hospital. They're put into these little cohorts and given lots of support and they have lots of meetings the same way that the doctors did for their um, little baby resident doctors for so long. They're doing that to their nurses, which kind of reminded me of that tribe because if you fill each other up with love and support, it's probably going to turn out better. Than fear and shame Shame. and wrongdoing. Yeah. And gosh, I mean, I feel like, you know, so much of us, we all experience a lot of shame. That's how we learn. Mm -hmm. And um, like in thinking about the way you're taught improv, it's all about like going back to how you used to play when you were six but we've all forgotten how to do those things and how to play like we were six years old because we're so worried about fitting into society Mm -hmm. and not feeling shame and all that. And being in this linear mindset. So it's hard to abstract ourselves into something that's not real. Yeah. So, but yeah. So you have been more in the camp of the cohort, a little bit more of the the coddled world, which, you know, I think there's, well, there's a spectrum. Yeah. There's a spectrum for sure. You know, we've got it. But I do think that love and compassion can, mm-hmm. you got to have a transition. Yeah. It's got to be a nice, slow, easy transition. Yeah. The nursing and the hospital world, I cannot imagine. Oh my gosh. Man. And now I'm transitioning into home health and it's just crazy. It's All just these new learn learning messy. lessons. It's fun to learn new stuff. It is. All the time. It to is. To put some gold in my cracks and show <laughs> off. Oh, Wow. You're, where are you putting the gold? Wow. My. To put some gold in my flaws. Put a little gold in. Mm. Flaws with gold. Flaws with gold. 
Golden flaws. Did you see my golden flaws? Mm, get in between all my teeth with my golden flaws. <laughs> That's very expensive. <laughs> oh, get the golden teeth with your golden flaws. It's a minty mm. flavor. Mm. Yeah. So looking at those parts of ourselves that feel flawed and trying to view them with a little more possibility. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a morning mantra. Hmm. Yeah, a morning mantra. So... We were preparing our tacos earlier and I said, Katie, you should go grab Pronoia and flip and read to something. And so it's one of our favorite activities, as we've mentioned a couple times on the podcast, but she did that. So I wanted to read you a quick excerpt that I just stumbled upon by Rob Bresney and his amazing tribe of talented, inspiring human beings. I have a quote here from Howard Bloom. We have a mission to create. For we are evolution incarnate. We are her self-awareness, her frontal lobes and fingertips. We are second generation star stuff. Come alive. We are parts of something 3.5 billion years old, but pubertal in cosmic time. We are neurons of this planet's interspecies mind. Ah. <sighs> So that takes it a few steps back <laughs> and gives you your mission that it's time to create. Mm -hmm. Just as one of our friends and listeners has done, and she has chosen to send us her story, our dear friend, Sally Bales. We're very excited to hear this story. It comes from our episode, Full Circle, and our prompts on that day's episode were... Quite fun topics. They include ratchet straps, talking to raccoons, and being one with nature. We're happy to bring you Sally Bale's tale. My dad, always being so helpful, offered to help me move. Unfortunately, his idea of help was to hand me the keys to his truck, some bungees, blankets, and thick straps. I've seen these straps. They're the devil incarnate. Ratchet straps. There's a reason people say, dang, that girl's ratchet. It doesn't mean pretty, nice, or jovial. No, it means terrible, haggard, throwed. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Dad. Reminds me of the first time I got a flat. He showed up to my rescue when I called, handed me a tire iron and a jack, leaned on his truck, and said, there you go. Change it. I whined and tried to guilt him into doing it, but he just said, you won't learn anything if I do it for you. And then the time in the house we grew up in, we heard noise coming from the back room, scratching, hissing, banging, clanking, frightening noises. When he encouraged me to go check it out, I took a deep breath, puffed my chest, and cracked the door ever so slightly. There I stood at eye level with a raccoon on top of the dresser. There was a hole in the ceiling in our house. Not that surprising, considering I lost sleep as a child when the critters would fight in the attic. But this time, one had fallen through and couldn't get back out. By God, that thing had nails like daggers. I knew my dad would bail me out this time and get this almost cute but definitely vicious animal out of the house. But no, he didn't. He did give me some cardboard boxes and told me to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I am a very resourceful girl. I waited until nighttime due to the whole nocturnal animal thing, used those boxes to create a runway from the door of the raccoon room to the front door. I then gingerly opened the door, and that coon ran straight out of my cardboard maze to the great outdoors. There he was, in his element, totally at one with nature, and gone into the darkness. Trash Panda Crisis, 
handled. I gave that raccoon his freedom and back his independence with no thanks to my old man. But in the end, maybe that's all he's been trying to give me. Freedom and independence so I don't rely on anyone else. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, Allie. That story is the greatest. And she did say they were based on true stories. She did mention that. Yes. Yeah. So that is even more fun to mm-hmm. think about. Yeah, young Sally. I liked how she called it the raccoon room. Yes. <laughs> the raccoon room. Do you think after that it was always known yeah. to her and the family as the raccoon room? Probably. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us, Sally. And if you are jealous of Sally and her great story being on the podcast, you too could send in your story to be read on the podcast. Send it into our email, KT and Moni. That's KT, the letters, A-N-D-M-O-N-I at gmail.com. You could also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Right Here, Right Now. Yeah, and if you wanted to write along with us right here, right now, then you would get out your paper and your pen or your computer. This is new to me. Sally wrote hers on her computer. She <laughs> she had a moment with her laptop and she had perfect 15 minutes before a thing and she was able to just bust it out. And I that's probably why her story was seemingly longer, maybe. Because she's typing faster she was than typing she can faster. write. Yeah. Oh, interesting. We should try that someday. We should. Because nope. we write all of ours. I love my pen. But anyway, get your thing you're going to record your thoughts with. <laughs> and... Get your timer so can that... I, can I use a stone? You could. Do you have a hammer I can use? You can also to... use a talk boy. Hey. Yeah. That's fun. I'm going to do mine in Etch-A-Sketch. Ooh, that... See how many words I get in nine minutes. <laughs> Just like one character. Yeah. Our prompts? Instead of using the toolbox prompts, Katie and I decided to come up with our own. Very exciting. Woo-woo. So we kind of said quickly come up with three things that happened today some sort of you know loose interpretation of whatever some anything yes and so we both did just that so we have six options we could draw all of katie's we could draw all mine we have no idea what we're gonna get other than three of them (laughs) so and for our first prompt the yellow shirt she wore to the job interview beautiful three minute timer pause us we'll be right back fun so our second prompt is that feeling when you just lost Jeopardy. Oh. Mm. Pause. Three more minutes. We'll be right back. And for our last and final prompt, an unexpected rainstorm. Lovely. See you back in three minutes. <laughs> well, maybe I should have written my story in gold pen. <laughs> I would have filled in some of my cracks. (laughs) It's great. It's great. I can't wait to hear it. I liked our prompts. I'm excited about them. They were fun. It was funny. I picked mine and Monica picked hers Mm -hmm. on accident. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did it with our eyes closed. Yeah, we tried to be real. Uh, Non-biased. Yeah. Okay. I knew I should have eaten before I left the house, but this morning was so hectic I didn't have time. Trying to eat while driving to my job interview was a terrible idea. Or perhaps it was the fact that I chose such a light-colored shirt. Now I have to explain why I have sauce stains down the front of my nice yellow blouse. Hopefully they'd see past my messy exterior. 
or they won't, and it'll be the worst interview ever. I won't be able to answer any questions. I'll look like a total fool, and I'll walk away empty-handed. Reminds me of Jeopardy. Last night's episode had a bright young lady who started strong but ended up getting totally swept. This poor girl, once so confident, suddenly the loser on the stage. No, that wouldn't happen to me. Not today. I was going to get out of my car and walk in there and... Wait, what's this? Rain wasn't in today's forecast. Now it's pouring during my parking lot pep talk and I don't even have an umbrella. I started to panic, but then I saw a rainbow through the clouds. I took a few deep breaths and I made a run for my new job. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So my prompt was actually um, prompted by I was in the office today and a really random rainstorm. It just started coming down and then in walks this totally soaking wet girl for her job interview wearing a really pretty yellow shirt. No way. (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. Anyway. All right. Well, here's my take on our prompts from today. Oh, I hate this, Joan said, pulling off the fifth outfit she'd tried on for her date. What about that yellow top you have? The one with flowers on it? I always liked the way it brings out your eyes. I tried to sound encouraging. It's dirty. I wore it last week to the job interview. Besides, Mom, that's way too conservative for a first date. I don't want to make the wrong impression. Well, I started in, but she caught me off. Mom, not like that. I just don't want him to think I'm like a nun or something. I hardly think it makes you look like a nun, Joan. I could tell she was nervous, and it reminded me of being her age. The whole world in front of you, so many possible paths. She told me she didn't, she hadn't felt this way since she lost her high school Jeopardy game last year. She was so close to winning, but botched the double jeopardy and lost it all. Oh, Joan, I hardly think a first date should feel like that. She looked tart and said in her mocking voice, I hardly think, I hardly think. Mom, just be helpful. I bit my tongue at the retort. I knew when to pick my battles. I went for mom trick, I went for mom trick number 125, the antidote. I remember my first date with your dad. It was the prettiest summer day, and I had on my favorite blue sundress my mom had made me. Your dad picked me up, and this huge thunderstorm came out of nowhere. I got soaked. We laughed so much that day. I could just go sew you an outfit if that would help. Mom, she said, but she was smiling when she pulled off the next top. Aww, that's sweet. I like it. Thanks. I like that she offered to make her an outfit. Yeah. Maybe some slight sarcasm there. Yeah. That's good stuff, Mom. Thanks a lot. Thanks, but no thanks, Mamo. Oh, Joan. Oh, Joan. Such a modern name. I like it. I do like the name Joan. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps you wrote a great story with our prompts. You should share it with us and we could read it on next week's episode. We would like that very much. We would love if you would share the love right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. Right here. Right now.